Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log, 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 talk radio. This thing right here is for my people in the streets. Yeah, 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 today. All right, y'all, welcome to RSG One Mic. We're in the building. It's fresh. Um, you know, it's, it's the summer season. So, you know, we usually have a four-man booth, but, you, you know, we did three, and it's just kind of how we rotate in this summer. But it's all good, uh, uh, and we're ready to roll. You know, the name of this show is, uh, you know, What is in a Name? And you'll, you'll hear about that when we get to the cipher um, because there's some interesting developments happening. Uh, that we want to get into. But before I get into the show, into the open mic to start us out, I want to want to bring in my co-hosts uh, for the show, uh, uh, my good friends and, and, and my, 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 my compadres in the game. I'll start with the youngin, Darnell Kirkland Jr. How you doing, brother? I'm good. We missed Hank last week. Now we're missing Carl. But yeah. uh, this shirt should show, you, uh, should show you what kind of mood I'm in today. But, yeah, we had the young brother um, – McCore Maker, which is um, he is um, Thaw Maker's um, younger cousin. He um, committed to. We'll talk about that. Don't get it too. Oh, I'm just I'm some okay, okay, okay. He committed to a um, historically black college, um, Howard University. Yeah. And um, he got some other young cats on the on the way. You got uh, yes. Mikey Williams, Ronnie James, yes. a lot of these younger generation. Actually, uh, I don't even know if this is on the rundown, but. Um, a guy that was committed um, previously to um, Cincinnati in football, he um, flipped. He decommitted and flipped to um, to um, Tennessee. Um, is it Tennessee State? Something like that. It's an it's, it's HBCU in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, there's a lot of movement going on with this um, historically black college um, um, movement. I say. I would say. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the open mic. We'll get a little deeper in there and. And unpack that a little bit, which he would think for warming us up, youngin. Yeah, Hank was out last time in our last podcast, but he's back. You know, I, I tried to drop the mic, man. I, you know, I can't, I couldn't do it like you. I held my own. I held it as good as I could could do it. But we're good to have you back, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm pretty sure. I know you did a fine job. You always do. Glad to be out here with you guys again. I missed you all. Uh, I want to take an opportunity to wish everybody a happy uh, holiday weekend. And as they say, it's hotter than the 4th of July. It's hotter than that here in Southeast Michigan. Boy, I swear. I saw the devil going up the street with ice cubes in his back pocket and a fan. I'm telling y'all, it's, it's warm out there. So y'all, not only just stay safe with the social distancing, but also stay hydrated, you know. You know, just 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 for, for just because. Because y'all ain't got that California raisin thing going on. You know, that, that skin be all wrinkly and dried up. It just don't work for some of y'all, you know. Some of y'all, you, 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 you got to kind of keep it smooth, you know. So with everything being closed, y'all stay safe out there. But I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I'm glad to have you back, man. And, uh, yeah, stay hydrated. I was out golfing with uh, – my brother took him out for the first time golfing. He, you know, went to a park course, and he enjoyed himself. But it, it was 90 out there. And uh, by the time we got to uh, whole seven, eight, nine, I, we, I think everybody was beginning to feel it. 
but it was it was good. So you know, I had to drink that water prior. Drink drink it drink it several hours, even several days. If you know you're gonna be out there, you know you gotta get the water in you. It's not when you're out there, but you gotta do it uh, beforehand. But we had a good time out there. But it's 90 again today, so. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. But, yeah, we're going to get into uh, open mic. Before we do, we want to remind you always to go to realsportsguys.com for all things Real Sports Guys or at Real Sports Guys on most social media platforms. Uh, you can also find uh, a lot of our content on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. Uh, you know, we're pushing it out uh, as we can go. we got a lot of stuff going on. So uh, we love if you have a chance to rate, give, you know, give us that five and give us some feedback, and we'll keep pushing. We're underground movement. Uh, we we uh, we bring people in the community one person at a time. That's how we do things. So, uh, be able to, if you're first time listening, thank you for being, and we look forward to having you come back and join us. All right, we're gonna move into the open mic segment to kick this thing off. And you know, uh, the the youngin uh, uh, kind of gave a little teaser to this, and we kind of been talking about in in the open mic. We've been kind of talking using this uh, theme, uh, power to the people, like kind of been a, a central theme, and so. Uh, of the of folks, uh, especially athletes, kind of taking back their ownership. And the latest trend uh, has been, you know, this conversation around athletes, which, you know, I've talked about for a long time with folks, um, you know, some of these top athletes, particularly in a sport like basketball, where they can find you wherever you are. If you're good, they're going to find you. doesn't matter. Um, and uh, so now we see, uh, was it Makura Maker uh, signing with uh, Howard University um, and trying to lead the way. You know, um, and, you know, we had a little conversation about this a, a few weeks back, but now we see our first person uh, uh, making a move like that. Uh, 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 Ronnie James, LeBron's son, is uh, moved some teams onto the, uh, to the list. He, you know, for a long time, people believed that he was going to go to Duke. That was a place, but now he's added some, um, uh, some uh, um, uh, HBCUs onto his list as well. And, and I know, Darnell, you were talking about some other folks who are doing it. So we're seeing this movement uh, happen, uh, which I'm very happy about that movement. And um, um, because I think there's some quality opportunities. A, a, a university like Howard is a great educational institution. So you're not, you're not losing no value on the education side as a strong brand. Uh, but now it's, 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 it's entering this game where it's uh, competing for, you know, these four and five star athletes where this, this is at least one. So Darnell, you kind of got us going on there. I love the, you know, I know you had a couple things, but let, you know, go on and continue to milk it since you over. You're gonna be our Vinnie Johnson right now. You came yeah. gay hitting Jays. Oh yeah, we didn't. You didn't come mention Mikey Williams. Mikey come on, Williams, come on. He said, um, he said I wouldn't let Coach K buy me a car if my life depended on it. Because <laughs> he was, because uh, um, you know, that's one thing that happened um, right after McCore Maker committed. Um, I think it was before actually. Uh, he posted a car that uh, I guess his parents got him. A car, he posted his new car, and um, somebody quote um, quote tweeted it and said, um, "Well, the HBCUs can kiss uh, Mikey Williams goodbye because Coach K is out there buying them cars." And he said, "I wouldn't let Coach K buy me a car if my life depended on it." So he he's um, steadfast on the trail, I guess. Yeah, and, and that kind of you know actually uh, created a conversation, uh, uh, a kind of a group text because. Of the fact that you know people have assumptions about the backgrounds of some of these athletes, and some of these athletes who come from middle and upper middle class families, you know, you're talking about someone like Bron James, uh, uh, Bronny James. That's pretty obvious, right? Yeah. But but you know, you and I were talking about this uh, 
uh, with Mikey, you know, you talk about his, you know, his uh, mother being an attorney and, or, or, or something like that, father being an educator or something like that. He's coming from an upper middle class, upper class family. Uh, so they see him with a new car and there's some assumptions about how he got that car, you know? And so uh, we, you and I are going back and forth. I mean, Darnell, you were laying out some points about that, that again, how people are defining, they think like even if- yeah, Not all black folks is broke. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's standing in front of a new car. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and, you know, just, you know, and, and he had to come and shut him down. So that, that's going to that's gonna push a little bit. Hank, we, we love to hear your voice on this. I mean, this is a trend. I mean, we've talked about this for years. I mean, even going back to the day about, you know, HBCUs and if athletes decide to go to HBCUs. I know, you, you know, you've been part of conversations about this for a long time. My concern is what you just mentioned, okay? Uh, BFWP. BFWP, black folks with privilege. Okay, my concern is you talk about Bronnie James, you talk about uh, Don Maker's cousin. What's the what's what's the connection here? Okay, they do have some means. So going to a Howard, a very you know esteemed black you know, historically black university stuff, it looks good out there. It makes press. Oh, we're gonna start a movement to the HBCUs. Here's my concern. Okay that now what, what this becomes is a gimmick, all right? All of a sudden, we're going to go to the, to the, to the, uh, to the black colleges. But we're talking about basketball players right now, which means what? What do we know? Let's, let's, let's tell them the rest of the story. The rest of the story is, is that we, we, we've already heard where the NBA is talking about changing their rules and now going back to where they're letting high schoolers go back into, into – uh, the, the, into the league, right? So we can start doing these little gimmicky things. We can call it a platform. We can call it everything you want to. But if you're still talking about the inner city kid that don't have the grades, that don't have the, the actual means to get into a Howard or to get into some of these other historically black, very um, um, educated driven, let's just call it out there, um, universities. And let's go back and look at some of these black colleges. That's what they were really trying to do. They were trying to educate these black kids back in the day because they couldn't get to a Michigan. They couldn't get to an Alabama. They couldn't get to somebody. So the education piece was very much more of the standard than, than even the academic, I mean, the uh, athletic piece. So yeah, I, you can go in and you can say that. But my concern is, okay, if you're just talking about basketball, I can go and use this gimmick, get into Howard, eventually maybe get me a Howard degree, but I'm going to the league the next year if I'm a Bronnie James. I'm going to the league the next year if I'm if I'm maker. Okay? But if but if I'm somebody who I know I can't get the grades, I'm going to transfer if I'm not getting the minutes because of my academics because of what the HBU standards are, HBCU standards are, then I'm going to go to a school where I can at least get me some playing time, damn my grades and then get to the league. But this is this is my concern about this. I'm concerned about the gimmick the, the gimmick piece to this, and not use the black colleges as a gimmick. That that I don't want to see us see this see this become, because you start getting kids start to apply for schools that they have no business going to, or they have no or or they have no intentions of staying at. All right, and then they're using this because of the times that we're in. This is the thing that that concerns me about this. And I, I would say that, but I, I think those those same scenarios are about Duke. I mean, those same. I was gonna say that too. Yeah. Just in all these other schools, 
where the they, thing is about, but let me let me say this. I know what you're about to say, but the thing is, let, about let me finish my point. Then okay, okay I'm there. sorry. Go ahead. The, the, the same scenarios are 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 with those schools, and so even if you go one and done in those spaces, um, these students still go back, and some of these one and done still go back, graduate. They still have that connection. They still have that affinity. They still uh, have that ability to go back and, and provide resource in those same ways. And and part of it is not every one of those students are going to be one and done. Ronnie might be one and done, but the other two, three people who come with him might be three and done, might be four and done. And so the impact can be, I think, uh, uh, especially in basketball, you know, um, can, can be, I think, uh, uh, overnight uh, in the same way. Those questions exist for the same students who are looking at Michigan, Wisconsin, Purdue. I mean, those are any different questions. And in some of these other schools, it might be easier for them to get into a Tennessee state than it could be to get into Duke with the support they're going to have at that place. And so, you know, I would say that, yeah, you got the one and done. That's going to be an issue you got to deal with. But these these athletes who are one and done still rep their schools. Um, they still look to support their schools. Um, and not every one of them end up one and done, you know. Uh, and so I think that's that's the part I was going to make. But to your point. Yeah, and my point, let me just say, say this. Let me just say yeah, this. We'll go to, we'll go to, we'll go to you, uh, Darnell. And Darnell, but, but, but my, my other point to that is that with your Dukes, with your North Carolinas, with schools like that, you have already, you have the school invested into the basketball program, almost like professional, okay? Now you're, now you're bringing these, these kids to some of these HBCUs. You got to ask yourself, are you going to have the same facilities? Are you going to have the same sort of emphasis on that athletic program at those schools as you would a Duke, as you would a North Carolina, anything like that. That's my concern there, all right, because those schools are prepped to get you into the NBA versus I'm going to leave them alone because of who they are to try to go and do this. And this is the other piece of that gimmick that we're not talking about. Now, if we're going to invest the, 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 the finances into those schools, you know, so that they can be able to, to provide the same sort of facilities to get you to the NBA, or is it becoming a gimmick and you and now you're leading kids down this road when these schools are not equipped with that same, with those same facilities as these other schools to equip you to the NBA, that is a problem. And what it does is it sets up the HBCUs when they they they're they're used to having kids who can't make it to those other schools, but they're doing the best they can with them. Some of them, yes. I'm not and I'm not I'm not really trying to knock it out. I'm just playing devil's advocate here is because if you're going to go to those schools, then stay there and do what you're supposed to do in those schools. However, if it's just a gimmick, I got a problem with that. And I think, I think that was part of Maker's uh, position on doing this. He didn't want it to be a gimmick. He didn't want it. He's like, we're going we're gonna to be committed to this. Let me be the first to do it. And I don't like using the framework gimmick because you can use that for any school. If you ain't, if you're not one of these top five schools, it's a, it could be a, a gimmick. You know, we, we, we normalize predominantly white institutions as if they got their act together. And there's only a few of them that really got their act together. Um, and so it, we, we, we're, we're, we're branding these historically black universities as though they're, they're, there's, not, there's, there's a big gap. There might be a big, there's a big gap between you, Kentucky, and Kansas, but there's not a big gap between some of these other top schools. They're, 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 they don't have as much to act together. And somewhat, they have some other things that these other schools don't have that these athletes tend to have to deal with when they come in that are more environmental that they wouldn't necessarily have to deal with going to an HBCU. That becomes even more of a stress in their first and second year on those institutions when they're on predominantly white institutions where they're being defined in ways that um, 
are, are, are go against who their core values are. And so, I, you know, it, it takes one to get it started. But your point, I think your point about the Howard Coach said, we got to make this work. So your point about that is like, the first people got to make this work. We got to make it work as well. That point is with it. But I, I don't think these HBCUs are, many institutions have a lot of quality resources and ability uh, to handle this, have, have, have good facilities to be able to do this. You, you know, at least as good as some of these are mid-majors, at least, and in some cases may be pretty good. So like a place like Howard has facilities has things that they can do. If not, you in, you in D.C., somebody like that, we can go and we might be able to play our games at the pro, at, in the pro or pro arena, kind of like uh, DePaul, is, DePaul has done in, in Chicago for a long time. So I, I get your point, but I, I want to make sure we frame it. I'm going to get back to you, Darnell. I know you've been waiting. All right, so a um, couple points, because the first one I was going to make is, um, if not all, it's not just about um, the the initial guy, like the core maker, he might, he might not – be a guy that, that plays four years, but it's about building the pipeline. It's about building um, the a group of people behind him that's going to follow his lead because you have a guy like that that's a five-star prospect. Um, there, um, believe it or not, there's guys that are um, that are looking up to these guys. The guys looking up to Mikey Williams, Ronnie James, McCormick. Maker. There are other people that are in middle school now. They're going to follow them in their footsteps, and they're going to follow them and play at the schools because you know just like other schools like people that um when we were coming up we saw um john wall playing college he only played one year but derrick rose played for one and for one year and guys like that you grow up and say oh, okay i want to play for a calipari but if you watch um mccord maker and you watch mikey williams play at a howard or a different school like that then um they might fall in their footsteps and play as well but as far as the facilities not being up to par, that, um, that also ties into what I'm saying. Um, once you get the guys to come and once you get the attention to the school, the resources will come with it. Like, um, you, um, it'll be like a work in progress. Um, the schools will build with the following. And um, I think it'll be a great way to build these institutions to become a greater power. Like, like um, Murray State, Wichita State, they might not have the um, same resources that uh, Kentucky or Duke would have, but they've put guys in the league. Like, there's guys like John Morant. You had Giannis' little brother, um, Thanasis. He went to Wichita State. I think, I think – did Fred Van Fleet go there too? Wichita, I think he went to Wichita State too. But smaller, smaller mid-major schools like that, they put guys in the league. Like, um, Dayton. I'm not sure if Dayton has a, had the same kind of facilities that you would see here in Michigan, or you would see, and um, or at a big institution like Duke. But they put guys, uh, they put good players out. So, um, but the more guys that are come, that'll come, is the um, is the more resources, the more, more resources, um, the the better we could build these institutions and to be a bigger power in basketball. And, and part of it is just you know, students, athletes are still going to go to Kansas and Duke. But to know that these are viable options, because yeah. the experience for these student athletes is going to be totally different at Howard than you're going to have there. The love, the energy in the stands is going to be a totally different environment than yeah. You got to do crazies, but you got there's a different environment when you're playing at an HBCU that that I think these athletes might be connecting with from a uh, from a, a culturally connected kind of place. And like Howard's a great example. You know, Under Armour's not too far from there headquarters. 
And so a lot of these arenas have corporate sponsors. A lot of this stuff, like the Cole Center, you know, at, at Madison, you know, there's a lot of corporate donors who help with these facilities. So, you know, if you can start to get corporate partners, and a lot, a lot of these corporations are, you know, if they want to put their money where their mouth is, can also be there to be able to support facilities opportunities in HBCUs. So I think there's some things. It's not to say, I think, Hank, you're making some really good points. Anything, anytime we're trying to start something like this, it's, it's going to be tough. Like, you want to make sure it's what's the sticking part about it. But I, I think it's got to start with these young players who come from middle class and upper middle class. It's got to start with them because they have, they, could, they have the resources to take the chance to help build the momentum so the other cats can do it. On a lot of these campuses, these are the campuses who are serving mostly first-generation college students. A lot of these HBCUs, they they understand, you know. So there is a, there's an affinity when you're talking about students who might be coming from you know urban environments or or are are coming from areas that uh, have hardship. The the, the the institutions that have been serving them the most have been HBCUs uh, and community colleges. So so these these are institutions who understand how to work with families coming from that. But I think what ends up really flipping this a little bit is when you have a Bronny, when you have somebody. Uh, like Mikey or someone like that who's coming from, like many other kids who are at those institutions like at Howard, come, come from professional families. So you get the mix um, uh, as well. So it's a story to watch. You know, what, I, you know, like I think Hank and I have been part of this conversation for a long time. These have always been our, you know, you know people have been saying this, like if you ever got five people to, you know, the, what if the Fab Five happened at Howard or whatever, like, like how would that change the landscape? We might not be too far away from that. <laughs> we might not be too far away from that. Now, it's the key is whoever's coaching, got to have to deliver, right? right. Got to deliver. You know, we, we got – but it was like any transition, you know, like, you know, like what happened, you know, with UTEP before when it was Texas, you know, uh, was it Texas State? Texas Oklahoma? Western. Texas, Texas, Texas Western. Texas Western. They, they, they had to make that work. You know, and it, before you're going to put five black players on the court, I got to make that work. And it's one of those moments where you're going to do this. It, you got to figure, you still got to make it work on the floor, right? You have to make it work. Yeah. You have to make you it work to, with the schools, and, and, yep, yep. and they have to be, they have to step up. Yep. My concern is they have to step up. Yep. They cannot let this be uh, a gimmick. It, yep. it is up to these schools yep. now to make sure if they're going to, as Darnell spoke, if this is going to be a pipeline, then you have to do your due diligence and make it a place where these kids want to come and get their education and play ball. It yep. cannot be a gimmick because if it is, it's going to be a colossal failure, and they're yep. going to have to step up. Like you said, with coaching, with facilities, with everything. This ain't Dayton. This ain't um, you know these uh, Wichita states. No, they're not. A lot of times you get diamonds in the rough in those schools. That ain't nobody ever heard about, and then all of a sudden they end up being superstars. You're walking in the door with four and five stars. Okay, and let's not let's not get this twisted. Nobody knew about John Moran. He lost his mind yeah. when he when he was when he was there at, at, at Wichita, you know. And they lost their Mercy, mind, and they right. became superstar. You're walking in the door with name recognition, Bronnie James. Okay, Don Makers, uh, you know, I came McCormick, a maker. They got names. They got four and five stars going to Howard. Yeah, all eyes on them. The coaching staff, the school, the mystery, They better be on top of this. They better be on top of it. You just don't get, you just don't win the lottery like that. Okay? You better be ready to take care of your finance. Be a good steward over it, or you'll lose it. And I mean, wherever Brody's going, we'll have a new arena. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Some corporate sponsors will be stepping up. They're going to be some back channels. So, was it, I don't know if it was Tennessee State or whatever. It was North Carolina Central. North Carolina Central was on there. 
Yeah, North Carolina Central. So, you know, they, somehow they're going to be some upgrades. They're going to be some upgrades, but, you know, coaching staff and stuff, you're going to y'all going to have to step it up. You're going to step it up. And you got yeah. – in, in some of these – in a number of these institutions, you got X. Uh, NBA players coaching. That's where cats are getting their early. Mo Williams. Yeah. yeah. That, so at many of these HBCUs, you got ex NBA players who are coaching because that's the places where they can get actually jobs. So these are players who could, these are the coaches who can say, I know what the league is about. They just never are able to get the talent. So you, when you got people like Mo Williams and some of these guys who are already coaching down here, I think that's where folks are looking at because these guys have been in the league. They know what it takes to get the league, but they weren't like Penny, who could get the fast track to the Memphis job. So they started out in the HBCUs. So those are the coaches you can go in. Those are places you can find coaches. And also those are places that can work with ex-NBA coaches who or ex-NBA players who want to go into coaching, who know what it takes to get to the league. So you know, that's going to be some interesting uh, dynamics. We're going to dig deeper as we can start to look at it. I just want to tip our, dip our toe in it because this will be a cipher topic uh, uh, in the future. So let's get to the cipher. What is in the name, y'all? Forever. Hank, we've been on these airways for a while talking about this. In the Washington, no names. You know, we won't even, a lot of times we won't even use that second, the nickname on the air. Boy, we know this is a movie. We got Confederate flags coming down in, in, in Mississippi. And now we're going to have a name change in D.C. with an owner who said he would, basically he was never going to do it. But when you get these corporate sponsors coming out, when you get these corporations, this tells you the power of the business landscape. Now everybody got new names coming out. So when you heard, you saw this thing unpacking, I'll start with you, Hank. What were your thoughts, man? Because we've seen this. We saw the momentum. We've seen polls. We've seen, we got people misreading data from Native American communities, indigenous communities, trying to justify keeping it. But now it seems like there's movement, man. Look, this is the most racist name <laughs> in sports. I know. I'm not talking about in sports. Yes. I cannot even I can't even fathom that in 2020 it's taken us this long for this particular sports franchise to realize just how blatantly racist this name is. Can you can you imagine the Detroit Blackskins? <laughs> can you can you put in your head the 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 Los Angeles white folks. I mean, I mean, I mean, nobody. Think about this a minute, okay? This is what we're talking about. That's how that's how blatantly racist this is. And the fact that you had people sitting around here trying to say, "Oh, this is a hit. this is no hit. this is ridiculous," okay? I mean, there's two names in sports that should I I can't. It, it blows my mind that it's gotten us to it, that that it took all of this. For somebody to realize, you know, maybe we should change the name of that. Okay? Can can you imagine? Just think about it. Can you imagine, I don't know, the San Francisco Chinaman? Think about how crazy that sounds. Okay, y'all laughing. But that's what the Cleveland that's Indians what it are. Is. That's what the Washington Redskins are. Okay? Yes. They could have got away with putting a potato on their helmet that we eat, you know, at the bar. Red skin potatoes and got away from it. But no, this is they got they had the audacity to put an Indian head on the helmet and call themselves the Redskins. And you had an owner say, I will never change the name. And think about this. And now you you got all of this racial attention in the country. 
and you got monuments coming down for somebody to go over here and look and say, you know, this, <laughs> this, 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 this might be a little bit of a, a issue. Are you kidding me? That's what it took. The red, the, the red skins. Shoot, Nike okay. took all. Nike took all their gear down from um, the, from the Reds store. because somebody said, "Okay, hold on, stop, y'all. We can't, we can't endorse it." I mean, two years ago, D, two years ago, we stopped call. We just started calling the team in Washington. That's right. We didn't even say it no more. Okay, the the the, the football franchise in D.C. That's it, right. This is ridiculous, and I, it, it it bothers me that it took all of this, that 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 somebody. Did not say, y'all know what, we can't. I mean, schools, I'm going to give a lot of colleges a lot of credit because you had the, 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 the Miami of Ohio was the Redskins, and they changed their name. You had some other schools, which I think were, 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 were less offensive, but felt like, okay, it was too offensive, and they changed their name. They took the safe side. Okay, St. John's did the same thing. They went to the Red Hawks. You had um, Miami the changed Red the Storm. name. Huh? The Red Storm. Red Storm. I'm sorry, yep. yeah, they're the Red Storm. And Miami of Ohio is the Red Hawks. But they changed their names. And they, they said this is too offensive. Why did it take Washington, a professional franchise, this long? Okay? They Well, it's merchandising. No, it's wrong. Okay? It's wrong as two left shoes. And, you, and it took them this long. It bothers me. It bothers me that Cleveland hasn't changed their name. Yep. Okay, that bothers me that that y'all can't see that. Okay, and and but I want to say this before I, before I give it to Darnell. On the other hand, that's just out there. But I don't want us to get into such a semantical argument that all of a sudden we become ultra offensive. Okay, so you do have teams out there called the Seminoles, the Braves, uh, the Chippewas. You do have teams called the Warriors. Okay, the Chiefs. We can't get too crazy out there, all right? Because it's like, well, that's also, no, yeah, that's also Indians, okay? Or it represents tribes, or it represents something. You, you could take the Indian narrative off if you want to, but understand why those names are out there and, and, and maybe make some adjustments there. Because if you start doing that, then you could say teams by the name of the pharaohs or the kings, you know, or the dragons are offensive because maybe those, those, uh, talk about the Ku Klux Klan or the Irish or the Celtics. Some of these are are embraced by the communities, embraced by the people. So we got to be careful. But openly racist, blatant things like that, that needs to have been changed immediately. All right, Darnell. Cezanne got warmed up. Come on in. Come on in, youngin. All right, so it's been about 10 years, a little over 10 years, that Ipsy changed their name from the Braves to the Phoenix, now they're the Grizzlies now, but they used to be the Braves when I was They used to be the Braves. They used to be the Braves, but yeah. They changed their name, and I don't think that's anywhere near as offensive as the Braves. No, I don't either. I don't either. I didn't like it either. What, the Braves? Them changing the name? I didn't like the fact that they changed the name of the Braves. Right. But, like you said, I think you pretty much said it said it all. Like, it shouldn't have taken this long for us to change the, the name, but uh, when I first heard the news, um, the first thought was, of course, it's, it's pressure. They, it's, they're not doing this by choice. This is a forced thing, you know. Nike took all their merchandise down from their website. Um, FedEx, there's also um, there's also pressure coming from FedEx, which 
which sponsors their um, their arena or their stadium. So they're going to have to get their name changed. And it's, I guess it's um, it's better um, now than um, never, but it's it's taken a long time. But um, yeah, that's where, that's where we're at. So so now they got they're working on the name change, and it seems like they they got some names uh, out there. I, I, even though uh, uh, Hammer couldn't be on the show, he said he was leaning towards the Warriors. Uh, uh, they off, that's a, they bought off of WCC. That's the Washington Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what? Uh, what? What? Have y'all had a chance to look at the list of of, of names that they have uh, uh, up here that they have coming up? Um, I saw a couple. Uh, I'll try to get up here on, uh, but I'm, I have a little technical difficulty. But one of them was the Washington Red Residents, the Warriors. Um, what was the other one? The Red Tails, like the movie Red Tails with the. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, they, they they yeah they got out of control with that one, so <laughs> so I mean I mean uh, and Rivera says there's a couple names he likes, um, which I think uh, is helpful because you know you, you bring it Rivera is, you know so you got the Red Tails, the Warriors, the Monuments, so we uh, we got the, we got the presidents, the generals, Lincoln's, Americans, kings. Memorials, Capitals, Veterans, Jefferson's, Roosevelt's, Monuments, Arlington's. I don't know about all that. I, I, I'm, I'm probably – the Warriors might give them the quickest transition and kind of – kind of given that they're kind of the – you know, you obviously the – you know, with D.C. being the national capital there uh, allows for them to have the military piece and a little bit more broader – uh, kind of thing. So we'll see where they go with it. I mean, I, I think um, uh, it's interesting you have someone like Rivera, who, you know, is the only Latino uh, Latinx coach uh, in the league, uh, you know, being part of that conversation. So, you know, if you think about historically, even the indigenous nature um, and connection, when you think about um, uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, Latinx community, so it's going to be interesting to have that kind of conversation uh, uh, brewing up uh, as well. But, but Hammer, you, I mean, Hank, you, you talked a little bit about, I was saying Cleveland. I said Cleveland Indians should be up here because not only is, is this the name, but the, but the, but the mascot is exactly. so easy. It's like, and I know, they, you know they've made some revisions and everything else, but I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, why, why, Nike, why Nike was taking down – them other jerseys, they should have been like going to Cleveland and just been like, let's take the let's take these Cleveland ones down while we're taking them down. Uh, I, 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 we are we, I'm not hearing anything about Cleveland. Well, they should, but see what Cleveland call themselves doing? They call themselves rebranding themselves. They still call themselves the Indians. But when you're looking at Cleveland uh, gear, they've taken off Chief Wahoo, and yeah, that was yeah. The, that was his name, Chief, Chief Wahoo, Wahoo. The, the, the the grinning Indian, Chief yes. Wahoo. Yes. Okay, they I remember growing up saying that's offensive. That's extremely offensive. I was like, that was offensive. That's extremely offensive. And they went with the, just the, the block C on there and, and putting Cleveland on their jersey. They've kind of taken, they've kind of gone away from the Indians piece. But yeah. this, here's the thing about this it's like, it's your past due. Your <laughs> past due. Yeah. Okay, you're overdue. All right. If you if you was a car payment, you'd be repossessed by now. All right. <laughs> this is this is way overdue. Y'all, they should have been looking at this 
before now. I can't imagine if I had uh, indigenous um, people's descent and I played baseball and I played for the Cleveland Indians. That, that was, I, I'm like, I can't, I can't play for you all. This, this, is, this is too much. And then I see this grinning Indian on the, on, 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 on the jersey. This is too late. And, and like I said before, they've, they've tried to, because of merchandising, because of everything else, this is, they don't think this don't have a money piece to it. They didn't want to go through all of that because they thought they was making money on this merchandise. Now we're in a point where social injustice is, is forcing corporate sponsorship, as Darnell said, to pull away. We don't want to have anything to do with it. The Washington Redskins was so bad. You got so much stuff going on in D.C. They had to make a move, okay? Baseball is next. And, I, and and Cleveland was kind of slightly spoken about when they started bringing up the Redskins, who, by the way, if you ask me, their name should be named called the Tardies because they late getting it done, <laughs> all right? The Washington Tardies should be their name right now. And they should have a time clock on their on on helmet. That's what, that's what it should be, all right? That's what I think it should be. But um, I, I, Cleveland is going to come around real quick. I think we would, the Cleveland Indians, the reason why with Washington right now, Washington's got a chance to rebrand. They've got a chance to rebrand. Baseball, which I, I still doubt, is talking about going live in a few weeks. So it's kind of late for Cleveland. So they, but, but don't be surprised. It'll be called Cleveland. You won't hear them be called the Indians too much if we play baseball this year. Well, I, I, I tell you, and I think the part of the thing, I mean, these t teams like Washington should learn from Athletes have already, especially in basketball, told you that, you know, show you that, you know, a new name is great marketing. You know, Gavin, New Jersey, I mean, Jordan went with the 4-5, uh, Kobe going from 24 to 8. I mean, there's a reason. Those are not bad moves from a marketing standpoint. Changing up, your, you know, going, that's a new opportunity for you to reconnect with a new generation of fans. You know, uh, you know there's, there's an opportunity there. And and I, I think that they they have an opportunity to 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 really move things forward and and rebrand as you're trying to come out of this uh, you know pandemic you know you got you got you got a while to warm this up and, and get it too you know when the fans kind of come in I mean what they should have done is you know put some stuff out there and let folks vote for the name you know get you like three or four that you like and put it out there and then let the fans vote do an ESPN poll. You know, let the fans call it, you know, and boom. You know, there's ways for you to really build the energy towards this uh, to kind of get it done. So it's, it's like here's another layer, again, of corporations, athletes. I mean, things that I would argue, I'm like, I'm not sure if we're going to see this change in our lifetime or live maybe near the end of our lifetime. Like, you know what I'm saying, the Confederate flag and now this change. Like, we're like, folks, it's hardcore on these things. But to see these major moves um, happen right now is is is, is incredible, and we'll we'll be watching uh, Cleveland. You on the clock <laughs> for now. We're just gonna call you Cleveland. You on the clock. You right. The, as soon as this name gets dropped, everybody gonna turn to Cleveland. Cleveland, you on the clock. So you better be ready, all y'all folks in Cleveland. Y'all better start thinking about new names because they on the clock. Well, hey, this has been a good show, uh, uh, kind of getting this going again. Uh, go to realsportsguys.com. Uh, this is RSG One Mike. Uh, we're going to go to my man, Hank Davis, the originator of Drop the Mic with Hank. All right. So listen up, guys. Uh, this was meant for last week, but uh, this is for you this week. And, I, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to start light. I'm going to hit you heavy at the end. 
So yeah, like I said, do you see all these jerseys behind me? You see my Michigan jersey here and Michigan and Detroit Tigers and, and my alma mater, Western, all my stuff up there. What you don't see behind me is a Michigan State jersey and you don't see an Ohio State jersey behind me. Why is that? Because I don't like Ohio State. I don't like Michigan. It ain't good for me. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't mean like Michigan State. It ain't good for me. If you were a Boston Red Sox fan, you're not hanging New York Yankee stuff around, right? If you are a Chicago Bears fan, you're not hanging Green Bay Packers stuff around. Hmm? If you love if you love God, you're not hanging stuff all over your crib that says "Long live Satan." You just ain't going to do it. It doesn't make sense. It goes against everything that you are. It goes against everything that you believe in. Why am I saying all of that? Because I want to talk a little bit about the Confederate flag. Because a lot of you think out there that that this is that is trivial. That Confederate flags and Confederate generals are being poor torn down in the South. People are saying that's part of our heritage. I wanna give you a little bit of a history lesson that the Civil War only lasted five years. Okay, that's not a whole lot of heritage to a lot of people. It only lasted five years. And what it was about, it was about slavery. So people who are talking about the Confederate flag and about these generals, I wanna make it very clear to you that what they were were traitors and what they were were terrorists. Well, Hank, why would you say such a thing about Americans? Because they wanted to secede from the Union because they wanted slavery. They wanted to secede. They wanted to fight against the United States. Imagine any other group that fought against our, our nation right now today. They're considered traitors. They're considered treasonous. Okay? Think about uh, Nazi Germany. Killed all these different people. The swastika in Germany right now is bad news. It's hated. You're never going to see a picture, you're never going to see Adolf Hitler, a statue of Adolf Hitler anywhere in Germany because it is bad news. It's a bad taste. Going back to uh, ancient Egypt, if you had a bad pharaoh, they stripped him from history. There is a pharaoh right now. I can't remember his name, but they tore his face off of monuments that far back because of the, the legacy that he left. So why here in this country are we okay with glorifying treason, with glorifying traitorism? And that's exactly what we're doing with the Confederate flag. It is an anti-flag to what? The red, white, and blue. It's always funny to me when I see people also waving the American flag and also waving the Confederate flag. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, I don't know what side I want to play for. That's just like me saying, go blue, go bucks. Y'all gonna look at me as like, how does, how does that even make any sense? It doesn't, it doesn't. And if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. Yes, 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 today. Phoenix is another place. They got a great uh, training staff. I mean, they, they were able to breathe life back into shack. And you can do that. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.